Hello, Flickin' Fanatics. Welcome once again to a Saturday morning special of News in Views with my co-host Scott Fox. Also joining us today is Allison Salamone. Yay, yay, rah, rah. Uh, today we're going to talk about the Obi-Wan trailer, Deadpool 2, or Deadpool 2, that already happened. Uh, Deadpool 3 has found its director, and there's a little bit of a DC release date shuffle. So we're going to get into that before we tell you our weekly recommendations, and the show will start right after this. That's us. How about that? What's uh, up? What's up? What's up? Once again, welcome Flickin' Fanatics to News and Views on the Flickin' Real Fancast. We are your source for news, reviews, and daily discourse. I am your host, Jesse Swift, accompanied as the two people uh, I already told you about, Scott and Allison. Whether you're watching us on YouTube or listening to us on the podcast or any of your favorite podcast apps, we're so happy that you're joining us today, and we can't wait to share our thoughts with you. Thank you for always supporting us. You are the reason we keep doing this every week. Before we get going, we just want to remind those of you watching, whether live or on replay, please take just a moment to subscribe to the channel here and also on Twitch. There's some fun things going on there. And check out Sean's uh, play-alongs for Horizon Forbidden West, I believe is the game. So check that out. Uh, and just so that you don't miss any of our news breakdowns or late-night rambling, make sure to hit the little bell icon just so you can be notified because I know, like me, you guys get uh, very busy. And so sometimes you need that little poke that says, hey, Guess you just dropped a video. Oh, all right. I'll go check it out. Uh, before we get going, we want to remind those of you watching. Uh, oh, I already said that. Okay, uh, thumbs up the video. You're a great weapon <laughs> against, the, <laughs> against the brutal YouTube algorithm. Uh, I have a little goal. I was hoping that we could get to 300 subs by my birthday. That's May 3rd. So uh, a little less than two months. I think we, we can do it. Happen. We can do it. We and can make it happen. Of, Late night ramblings, uh, as seen last night. The speakeasies are back, and uh, we had a good time. And I don't even think this is the show to reference some of the things we're talking about on that show, but it was no, a good time. we enjoyed there, it. There's a reason that's the late night stream. There's a reason clearly that's the late night stream, <laughs> and that's the reason we have the pastor on the morning show. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Otherwise, we would all have to confess to some conversation topics. Mm -hmm. All right, guys, uh, just check out everything in the description. There's there's links to merch that we got. There's all the different platforms you can find us on. And also check out Allison Salamone on her own show on our audio platforms. And that is Behavior Geekology. It's a very, very yeah. cool thing. I'm sure we can, uh, there'll be another episode down in the pipeline. There is. I, I had some technical issues and then went on vacation. And then it's been wild. One week since work. you looked at me. Exactly. Every time um, somebody says it's been, I always go one week since you looked at me. I love that band. That they are so good live too. Bare naked ladies put on a good show. I've seen them a That's few right. times. That's right. Everyone loves some bare naked ladies. All right, take that as you will. Let's get into <laughs> some discussions today. As you guys saw in the thumbnail, let's switch it up to the proper format here. Bam. Bam. Well, that nope, that doesn't work. Does this work? <laughs> 
Uh, here, we're gonna hide my face because I'll go. I'll go right here. Alice, get in the middle. Get drag. There we go. Drop. There it is. All right, now I'm just gonna. <laughs> boop, boop. Great. All right. Well, we uh, I'm so gl- I'm so glad that we have Allison on today because there's no one who is more appropriate to discuss this topic, and we're gonna talk about Obi Wan. Because Allison was our so bad <laughs> front lines uh, trailer reactor. Uh, Let me tell house, you, please tell how us. stressful this was because I've never done anything live on Streamyards by myself. Like I've never had to push buttons. I've never had to like share the screen live. I never had to bring people in alive. Like it was very stressful to me. Allison said, and, I'd love to learn how to swim. And I said, uh, like this and just kicked her in. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. Um, it was pure chaos. So that's always fun. Um, Cause that's clearly what I bring everywhere I go, but it was so much fun and it was a fantastic reaction and it got blocks by the YouTube police. It was probably so well, you know, because we were going to be making so much money off of that trailer that we uh, Disney did a cut. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the five cents we get from happened. the seventy-five views. Yeah, uh huh. That that's probably an exaggeration. We to be get honest. five cents for seventy-five <laughs> views. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! Um, yeah, no, I had a galaxy geek. We have cumulatively chat. like twenty bucks earned over the course <laughs> of the true. last year. Then Jesse, are we reinvesting? Or did we go yeah. splurge that? <laughs> Don't spend it all in one place. Um, it's okay. One of these days, one of these is going to hit. Or we're going to so, be flush with some cash. Just Well, you know, around. Jesse's fake Batman review got 1.4K. <laughs> it, also, it, it also dropped us three subscribers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a... <laughs> we went from 242 to 239. I think some people were like... All right, clickbait. Oh, there he is. There he is. Yo, the way that they, we're just going to get in. I even, no matter how angry I am at what happens with Disney blocking everything. You just can't be mad at Ewan. I can't. It's not his fault. But the trailer itself, when those John Williams scores start to hit, when you go from. We call that cheating. Duel of the. (laughs) Dude. You put dual the face at anything, I'm in. 100%. I, that is a banger. An absolute, yeah. An absolute I want to hear banger. Jack Black do a um, acapella version of Duel of the Fates. Quick trivia question. Do you know what language they are singing in, in Duel of the Fates. I mean, I've seen the video where they <laughs> pretend to know what they're saying, and it's like, Coca Cola. Is no. it Latin? Nope. It is. I was thinking, I guess. It's Sanskrit. Isn't that a font? <laughs> it's also <laughs> an ancient language. I'm pretty sure that was in Calibri. Okay. In Times, <laughs> Times New Roman. New Roman. <laughs> Is that, a, is that a new Roman accent that you got there? I believe it it's aerial view. It, because, you know, I have to do <laughs> deep dives into things. Um, it is Sanskrit that they're singing in. And it was a Welsh poem. It was part of a Welsh po- poem that they um, pulled out and transcribed into that language to be sung during that song, which is 
I mean, John, why you got to be so extra? Um, because that's who he is. If he's gonna do something, he does it right. That's true. Right? Do you think John Williams like wakes up every day and like as soon as he opens his eyes, the first thought that he has is like, "I'm freaking John Williams." I'm the Probably. goat, and then goes about his day. Or do you think he's more humble than that? No, he wakes up in bed, and then he has a little uh, thing with a list of all the stuff he has to do, playing to the Star Wars theme as it scrolls past his... He has a slow <laughs> crawl past his face of his job. A little, a little bit of uh, Sean Wingblade doing a little speakeasy news and views crossover. Uh, God damn it, Sean. Yeah, no comment, but I agree. Um, let's, let's get into actual, like, yes, Duel of Fates, amazing piece of music. They got me. And it's and also then it goes into Battle of the Heroes. Like yes. both both of which one I mean Duel of the Fates starts with Obi-Wan, but it's also like the title itself, Duel of the Fates, Obi-Wan mm-hmm. and Anakin. Like that is very reminiscent of that. And then like mm-hmm. you said, Battle of the Heroes from Revenge of the Sith, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um so even though we don't see Vader in the trailer, they released an image, so we got to see Vader a little bit, but we didn't see him in the trailer. You can feel the presence of what the show's like core is gonna be or have. Yeah. And like Vader, I think is gonna have um, a serious presence. Even if we don't see him in every episode, we're gonna feel Vader. Mm-hmm. Uh, I almost called you John. We talked about John Williams too much, Scott. Uh, I really was trailer? impressed with how they did with the Inquisitorial uh, squad, um, kind of going out in the search. Uh, I also love that they showed Obi-Wan, the first we get to see of him is spying on Luke, keeping an yeah. eye on Luke's pod racing in his mind, sitting on top of mm-hmm. the the hut that they live in. Um, I think also that uh, Uncle Owen and Aunt Maru, or however Baru. her name is. Baru, uh, Baru with a B. Baru, there you go. Um, <laughs> Joel, he looks more the correct age this time. Yeah. For a 17-year gap to go from... Um, he does the not joke care is that, about your inquisitor. No, not at all. And uh, Owen Lars, I, I'm excited to see how they take that character and how they handle it. Uh, because also in the in the in New Hope, he's an older guy, like almost like he was already done raising his kids when Luke got dropped on his doorstep. Um, whereas this is it seemed like they portrayed it more as a young couple at the end of episode three. Uh, taking on uh, Luke. And so I'm curious to see how that parental type of role will play. Um, if there will be much interaction, like does he really know more about Obi-Wan than he's letting on? <clears throat> does he really know much about Anakin and Luke and what, they are, what they've are what they done? One of my favorite jokes that I've heard is when the Inquisitors <laughs> are getting up in uh, Owen Lars's face. I want to be like, do you know that uh, I'm your boss's stepbrother? Or not stepbrother, but uh, yeah, right? Is that how that is? No, half-brother? They're related somehow. Yes. Yeah, no, uh, uh, half-brother. No, no, no. Just just brother by marriage. Stepbrother. Stepbrother. Yes. There we go. Stepbrothers. Sure. Now I'll I just want that. to see a uh, like Will Ferrell, John C. Riley stepbrothers with Hayden Christensen and Joel Edgerton. <laughs> you know, I can put a call into your boss right now. <laughs> and, uh, I know some people. You have to call me Nighthawk. Yeah, well, you have to call me Lord Vader. <laughs> uh, uh, I like. I that think the aesthetic even... of the 
sorry, I think of the aesthetic of the whole entire thing is beautiful. The backdrops of Tatooine. And I know we yep. seem to keep making the circle around Tatooine and, and living here, but I like that they're also showing other places around the universe too. Like they're seeking up Jedi all over. Mm-hmm. And I tell you what, the opening line of, I can't oh. remember the full statement, but when he says that the war is over and then we lost. lost. Yeah. yeah. Oh, such a, such a gut punch. Yeah. And I do, I, <laughs> I, I love that we're getting off of Tatooine. Um, but again, I love that these shows are coming out, but I don't know, like, I, cause I don't play Fallen Order. I just recently started reading some of the books so I feel like there's, and I haven't really watched Clone Wars or Rebels. So I don't know like how much of that I'm going to need to know going into this. All but of it. YouTube <laughs> is your friend. YouTube is your friend. There's I'm just going to go, go on just... Star Wars Explained and let Alex Damon and Molly Damon explain everything to me. Yeah. There Except Mortal Kombat, because then you go on their channel and I explain it to you. Yes, exactly. Um, Perfect. Huge, huge shout out to the Damons. Uh oh, he's got new planet names. Maddie Gunner says Dayu. Dayu, the city planet is totally new. Well, that's cool. I like that cool. they knew the hurdle that they had to get over. It's like, okay, Obi-Wan's probably gonna mostly be on Tatooine. So let's follow other characters, and that gives us an excuse not to be on Tatooine all the time. Hi, Jackal Dad. I love Are you it. re-watching Reacher? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my dad is an avid reader of the Jack Reacher comics, or not comics, what? books. You you said comics yesterday in the I chat, did, and now I you messed me know. up. I didn't know. I'm like, what is this? Because, like, you, and I, I get it now, and, like, everyone was like, why is Tom Cruise playing Jack Reacher? So now that I've, like, seen a couple of episodes of Reacher and understand, like, what that character is supposed to be, I'm like, yeah, why would you put Tom Cruise as that? Al- Alan, Alan Richardson, Richardson could eat. Tom Cruise. Yes, he's as massive. an appetizer. Yeah. Um, yeah. The reason they brought Tom Cruise in was not because of uh, his size and that he matched the role as far as uh, physically, but he brought the um, the box office backing, knowing that they could make something out of it because he has the star power. Mm-hmm. But uh, Alan Richson is just absolutely crushing that role. Yeah. Um, I hope that gets signed on for several more seasons because uh, what they've done the first season is outstanding. Absolutely. And his quiet, uh, and that's, uh, in the books, there's this thing, I was watching an interview, there's always this line of, and and, uh, Jack Reacher said nothing. And he, his, like, he his just stare down and dead silence when interacting with people is so intimidating. Uh, It's one of those things you're like, oh my gosh, I feel really bad because this is one of those awkward silence moments that I hope the person just walks away. Like at the very beginning of it, when the guy uh, is yelling at his girlfriend, and he just mm-hmm. stops in the parking lot and is glaring at the guy. And eventually the guy like starts talking to him and then finally just apologizes. And all Reacher did was stare him down. It mm-hmm. was beautiful. Um, so I think we can all say that we are looking forward to Obi-Wan. We'll definitely be doing weekly reviews of Obi-Wan on this channel. But before that, we'll be doing reviews for Moon Knight, Alison Salamone's specialty. She cannot wait. To I know so much more. about Moon Knight. Yes. This is this is becoming a trend in our uh, group chat, everyone. That one of these studios announces something Marvel or DC related, and it literally goes into Q Allison asking, "What the f is this?" So, because... Allison, do you know more about Moon Knight or Blue Beetle? 
Blue Beetle at this point. <laughs> Moon Knight, not just, so much. There was there's the awesome new posters that came out, and I shared them into the group. And Allison's like, "What? What is this? What is happening? <laughs> what is happening? Who are these what people?" Is... <laughs> I'm like, and they say the phases of Moon Knight. I'm like, like phases of the moon. I don't understand. Does he become like different people with each moon phase? Well, I'm like, okay, so this is Mark Spector, and then this is Jake Lockley, and uh, this is Stephen Grant, and you're like, okay, so they're different people. And I said, no, no. <laughs> so just cue my confusion even more but i'm gonna sit back and i'm gonna enjoy i like this dark darker route that we're getting on disney plus with some of these shows i really do as long as you're not a parent complaining about all the Mm. netflix stuff coming over to disney plus that's topic for a different day (coughs) they've got uh, some kickback on a lot of that yeah speaking of restricted um viewership let's move on to our next topic here and that is deadpool three now i don't know how everyone here feels about deadpool but the third movie has found its director and sean levy levy not exactly sure to pronounce but he's known from doing uh real steel a uh, recently free guy and the adam project so a recent collaborator with ryan reynolds and also three of my wife's favorite movies the night uh, at the museum franchise so um they need three okay. of those yikes yeah uh yes and we own all three of them uh, so, I knew there was two. I didn't know there was a third. Yeah, and yes. Amy Adams plays Amelia Earhart in one of them. Oh, that's neat. <clears throat> I believe that third, was the last. I guy. believe the third one was the last movie that Robin Williams finished mm-hmm. before his passing. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, All right. Let's start right to well, right staring at the screen, right to left over here. Um, as far as how we feel about Deadpool, how do you feel about this choice of Sean Levy? Um, Sean Levy. We'll start with Scott. This side, and then go to Allison. Uh, he's uh, he's been tested, and he has produced high quality movies. Uh, he clearly has a great rapport and relationship with Ryan Reynolds. So, uh, with the Adam Project, which looks really good, I haven't watched it yet. Or actually, I think that comes out later this week or next. I week. think it just came out. I think it was today. Could be wrong. Or yesterday. Today or yesterday. Maybe. I think it might have been the same day as Turning Red, which I did yes. watch, and we might talk about mm-hmm. later. But uh, he uh, also did Real Steel. My hope is that because he's got a relationship with Hugh Jackman and a relationship with Ryan Reynolds, we'll somehow see even a cameo or a little sneak in of Wolverine. And he was even talking about that a few days ago. Oh he my god! If I can do anything, it'll be reunite, like putting Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman on the screen together. Uh, even if Hugh Jackman just makes an appearance to make fun of Ryan Reynolds, that will be satisfying enough. But the uh, as far as what he's produced, his movies are all good. Uh, are they going to be as dark as uh, a Deadpool kind of goes? No, but are they going to have the good humor? Free Guy has a ton of uh, kind of inappropriate humor, the, the stuff that's built Deadpool. And so to be able to work all those things in, he, he knows how to get the laughs. He knows how to build a story. I was emotionally wrapped up in Free Guy. Free Guy is a really, really good movie. And <laughs> if he can produce something on those lines... Why wouldn't you want a guy like this? Deadpool kidnapping huge. <laughs> Maddie Gunner, we need to make sure we like timestamp that so you get your, your you get your royalties when that happens. Uh, in in Night at the Museum, I think uh, which one is it? They bust into the theater. I think it's in the second one or third second one, and uh, Hugh Jackman's doing a play and like uh, tries to do like the pose like Wolverine, and she's like that. 
that's not real. Like you're, <laughs> and I think it's when King Arthur is busting in, and it's it just a uh, hilarious moment where Hugh Jackson's almost parroting himself in that movie. So I think it would be great to have him snuck over. That's my For whole sure. hope is that if if in Deadpool three they can pull that off, and they have Mark Ruffalo in uh, the Adam Project, maybe they can drag the Hulk over into this thing. For just a minute, if anything, just to smash uh, Deadpool into the ground for no reason. So many uh, possibilities and opportunities. And would they want to branch over and connect universes in any way? But the I think they picked the right director for it. I, I think that news is actually reassuring that you know you're going to get something quality at the end of it. Mm-hmm. In short, I agree. Allison, what are your thoughts on um, Sean as the director? I mean... I have, Free Guy. I have not seen Free Guy, but clearly the, I'm busy. No, I totally. I'm missing out on a ton of stuff because there's a million shows being produced at all times and I have to be very selective. So instead of watching them, I watch baking. <laughs> Works out. No, I need to watch Free Guy. I know I need to and I will. Um, but I mean, I was just looking through um, his IMDb and there's a lot of stuff that he's done that I absolutely love. Like, I, I don't think uh, people talk enough about This Is Where I Leave You. Phenomenal movie. I mean, it's a great book, and he did such a good job with translating it to screen. Super funny, but it also has a little bit of that dark humor with it, too. So it, the internship, like, there's a ton of movies that he's done that I'm obsessed with and love. So I'm excited. I think that you'll get, like I said, you're, you're going to get the humor, because that's kind of the point... <laughs> Eddie Gunner. Um, you get the point with like the humor and things like that with Deadpool. It's always been more humorous to me than really dark. Um, and when you already have a good relationship with the director, like clearly Ryan Reynolds does with him, I feel like you're going to get a lot of just him letting Ryan Reynolds just riff and do whatever he wants to do. So it's it. I think I think it'll be fantastic. Uh, I bring up Ma- Monty uh, real quick. Hey, Pat. He says, I'm a huge fan of the Deadpool character. I was not a huge fan of Deadpool 2, so I'm very curious to see how this movie is going to turn out. I will say that I seem to constantly live in the unpopular opinion that there's so many sequels that I prefer to the original, and Deadpool 2 is one of them. But I think some of that might be my impatience with origin stories that I know. I know it's not fair because the general audience did not know Deadpool. So when they spent 70% of that movie doing the origin story, I'm like, let's get to Deadpool, please. And then 2 was unapologetically Deadpool 200% the entire movie. So that's what I wanted. But we all want different things. Speaking to Sean uh, Levy, Free Guy's great. I'm looking forward to watching The Adam Project. Uh, I was trying to decide between that and Turning Red. I decided on Turning Red. Uh, Night of the Museum's fun. I know that they said a while ago, and I'm not sure if this is still true, but they said that they were going to keep it R. They just had to be careful with protecting the Disney brand. Now, if they go back on that, and decide they want to keep it PG-13 to make it more in line with MCU continuity. Originally, I would push back on that. However, two things, like Scott said, Sean has shown that he can do some adult comedy really well handled in things like Free Guy. And also, when it comes to like violence, we just watched The Batman, which is the hardest PG-13 I think I've seen in I don't know how long. Uh so, like, honestly, really, all you'd have to back up on is, like, some language, and you could still make a Deadpool movie that felt very true to form, I think. Now, that's not me saying that's what I want, but I think if they announce it's PG-13, I would just ask everyone to take a deep breath 
and not lose their collective shits. But I've seen I'm gonna riot. Respond. I'm gonna go take it to Twitter, and yeah. I'm going to throw a tantrum. Like everyone's throwing a tantrum at how the Grand Inquisitor looks. Uh, and Obi Wan. That's where I was going, Allison. That's the point that I was trying to get to. I was going to say, but as we've seen with the Grand Inquisitor, we can always trust the internet to respond to everything responsibly. <sighs> Sorry, stepped on, <laughs> stepped right on your toes. <laughs> Pat, I'm not going to put what you commented, but I see you. And yeah, so uh, you act like I can't pull it up if I wanted to. You could, but I wish you wouldn't. Please don't. Uh, as Andrew Garfield in No Way Home would say, why did you do that? <laughs> Why'd you do that? <laughs> God, best part of that movie. Uh, so, yeah, I, my, I think the most exciting thing about this is until now, Deadpool 3 has always been an idea to me. Like, they talk about it. It's like, oh, we might do this. Maybe we'll do this. Maybe we'll be connected to MCU. Maybe it won't. But now that it has a director for the first time, it feels like it's happening. Mm-hmm. How do you guys feel about that? Yes? I'm here for it. <clears throat> Shut up, Jesse. Say less. Um, I was pretty confident they were eventually going to do it because one thing Disney does is cash in on cash cows. And mm-hmm. Deadpool is a cash cow. That was proven with the first movie, the second movie, even though oh, yeah. um, the first some people movie made like it's over $700 million on a budget of like 75. Uh, second movie was really good. I, I was more of the mindset. I was just waiting. I knew I, it was more of an inevitability for me. This makes it more of a, okay, it's coming soon you know, within the next two years versus um, perpetually just hanging out there. And part of that being Disney's indecisiveness about what to include. But clearly we know that they're including some pretty hard stuff because they just brought all of the Netflix MCU shows over and are combining them. So, I mean, there was sex in Eternals. We're getting there, guys. We're getting there. Uh, There was. (laughs) There was. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't hear it. Well, Unrecommended. Actually, no. <laughs> all right, let's move on to our third and final topic before we get into recommendations, and that is not the truffle shuffle, but the DC film shuffle. Do the dance with me. Every couple of months, we're moving films. Uh, and I have here the new dates. So uh, it's so funny that you go and see Batman, and there's a DC trailer that's like, look at all these movies coming out this year. <laughs> In 2022. <laughs> yeah. And then I like a week later, it's like, just kidding. None of it. Well, ironically, yeah. did... Hang on. Shazam got moved forward, though. Yeah, it did. But now I'm trying to think of that DC trailer. And didn't it focus on Batman, Aquaman, and Black Adam? Yeah. Yes. And Shazam wasn't, even, Shazam wasn't even part of that trailer. But no. Shazam's what we're getting first. Yeah. That's... No, we're getting. Oh. I thought we're getting. We're not. We're getting Black Adam first. Oh, you you are right. Yeah, Black Adam still. So we're getting Black Adam now in October, uh, cool. right? Yeah, October. For some reason, I didn't put it on there. So Black Adam's in October, and Shazam will be just in time for Christmas on the sixteenth of December, and then Aquaman is going to be next March. So Aquaman two is a year away, and then Good God Almighty. Next June will be the Flash. Well, they've got to go record some stuff with Battinson and try and squeeze him in, so you have every Batman ever lived. And they got cameo with Clooney. And you got a year. How about you deep fake somebody else under the Flash performance Mm -hmm. and have it not be Ezra Miller? Okay, thanks. 
it's not going to happen. But uh, I just find that interesting. <laughs> they're, it, they're, they've I'm invested glad. too much and they're too deep in with Ezra Miller to move on now, which is yeah. a shame. Unfortunate. I am glad that the not the Flash, uh, that Shazam 2 Fury of the Gods and Black Adam are now closer together because they are the yes. most closely related films. Mm-hmm. Uh, what stands out to you guys about this news in total? And also, just like I have in the poll in the chat, what DC film are you guys most looking forward to? Uh, vote on the poll so I can pull that up here in a second. But I want to start with Allison on this one. Um, I thought, on well, I thought I saw something on uh the flash with the date that they moved it to it coincides with like the anniversary of the release of the 89 batman but i could be wrong because if it's on twitter it's true i guess but um (laughs) it is true and i think that's like that should be more like a clever like coincidence like oh hey it's the anniversary like i can't imagine them moving to that date just to be like hey it's the date but i think maybe they had to move and they're like wouldn't that be fun and then they right um but I'm really excited for it's a toss up between Black Adam and Shazam. I love Shazam when that one came out. I thought Zachary Levi was phenomenal. I thought the all the kids and teens that were in it were were fantastic. I thought it was just all, such a all, really all the kids that are now thirty. <laughs> I was literally just going to say that. Yeah, yes. the problem is they're going to be old enough to play the adult version of one of them already is. Yes, right. <clears throat> Um, uh, but I still really liked it. Yeah, I still I love Shazam, so I'm really excited. We're finally getting the Shaz- Shazam two, and it's coming out at the holidays. I cannot wait for that. Um, but I am really excited about Black Adam. I mean, I as dumb as it is, I love The Rock and pretty much everything that he does. Like even if the movie's stupid, like Skyscraper, terrible movie, still had fun watching it. Um, Rampage terrible movie still had a really good time watching it so manji is good movies and had a fantastic time watching so i'm really excited really for both of those and i feel like if they're pushing shazam up for a reason it's probably because all the rest are gonna suck so they're like let's get the good ones out first and then we can what i think is that they're building towards something else i had a belief that the flash was going to like have some causality to it and kind of changed some elements of the DC universe, so it made sense to be happening before several of these movies. But now that's happening after it, I wonder if is it going to be what some people are speculating? Story. Yeah, right. And you would think that that would have some aftermath on the DC universe as we know it. But... I think uh, I think the Flash should have just gone straight to HBO Max. <laughs> <laughs> and well, done what they did with the other ones. You can't. You can't do it with Ben Affleck they, and Michael Keaton. No, they know? they pumped too much money and uh, to this movie. Um, I think probably the reason why they're moving Black Adam and Shazam up, or moving Shazam up to be near Black Adam, is that might be building off for something else. Maybe we get a crossover where we get Henry Cavill back versus The Rock. And uh, maybe including Shazam in there, which would be uh, my dream movie come true. Uh, Because uh, like Allison said, Shazam is fantastic. The first Shazam movie is number two behind Man of Steel as far as my DC rankings. I don't know. I guess the Batman is now way up there, but it's not really DCEU. Um, Mm -hmm. But I'm, I'm pretty pumped up for Black Adam. But now knowing Shazam is so close right on its heels. Don't you mean the Dr. Fate movie um, also starring The Rock? (laughs) 
Uh, boy, I tell you what, uh, another perfect casting. The fact that they got uh, Pierce Brosnan for Dr. Fate is absolutely amazing. I'm so excited to see how he portrays that role and how that, that works. Um, well, but the Lauren whole thing... Keeps... Uh, go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, Lauren keeps referring to uh, Multiverse of Madness as uh, WandaVision 2. <clears throat> yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, I... As far as if we're doing like when we're talking rankings like that, I love Band of Steel too, but I think my number one is always going to be Wonder Woman because that movie. It's crushes. really good. Um, but uh, there's another point. Uh, Galaxy Geeks in here, kind of with 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 an idea. Um, <laughs> the reason for the pushes is they're hedging their bets with backlash after the new Fantastic Beasts film, um, and the backlash with Amber Heard, which I agree with. But you know, I mean, it makes makes sense. Because we will see how that Fantastic Beast movie plays out. I'm going to see it because I've already wasted my time on the other two. So I have to complete it now. <laughs> so I'm going to go see this one. But, I hope that movie um, gives a, redeems because the last one was trash. Oh, it's complete trash. Complete it trash. Looks, so the second one looked bad from the get-go. This one looks better, but I don't think it's going to be great. I'll, I'll be honest. I, the the part I just couldn't really get behind uh, the whole. Uh, this is way off topic, but was the white haired Grindelwald with Johnny Depp was just weird to me. And Mads Mikkelsen, even just in the trailer, looks so much better in the part. Mm-hmm. Um, Who is this Mads Mikkelsen you speak of? Or Mikkelsen? Mads. Stop it. Whatever. <laughs> Scott said, "I'm going to destroy you through the stream." Mads Mads, Mads Mikkelsen. I also calls it, called it Shazam, and nobody called me on that. And Shazam <laughs> is one of my favorites. Well, I just I I love I, mispronouncing things on purpose, uh, just to be obnoxious. My kid, I drive my kids nuts. Um, <clears throat> but anyways, I the, I the hope Bateman. that the, that will redeem that franchise, and maybe if they do well with Black Adam, they do well with Shazam, they might start redeeming the DCEU. Um, mm-hmm. because we've talked about this before. They had the, the string of cr- garbage that kind of came out just was, it really hurt the entire universe specifically, uh, wonder woman 84, the, the fall off from wonder woman to wonder woman 84 was so far in quality. Uh, right. It was almost striking because yeah. you're like, how did, how did the same group that made this amazing movie make this? And you talked about how some sequels outdo the original, that movie fell into the group of I'm uh, the sequel that will trash a franchise. Yeah. Uh, you have a uh, Pat saying mad. Michelson sounds like a really great tennis player. Um, I will raise <laughs> you as a WWE all-star. <clears throat> it's the one, the only mad Michelson. Oh, I like there it. You go. All right. Well, I like it a lot. Uh, yeah, what do you guys think about? Um, are you familiar with the fact that Discovery is purchasing uh, Warner Brothers and there's going to be a merger, and that is eminent? And we don't know exactly when that's going to happen. Do you think some of these pushes and moves have to do with like the fiscal year and pushing more things into 2023 for um, the the box office revenue for the reports and things like that, and not having it all at once so that once discovery acquires them they can be like hey look we started off 2023 with like these big releases and have it 
Because other than that, I don't know how many big releases they have in 2023. Boy, they're hoping for something special if that's the case, because yeah. uh, they're, they're hedging a bet that Ezra Miller and The Flash will somehow become this massive payday, which I I just don't see it. Um, Everyone, we're all coming for Batman. And so yeah. I think that still might work. I will well, see that movie just so I can see Michael Keaton in the suit again. Agreed. Yes. So well, and Batfleck. And Batfleck. Yeah, totally. Yes. Uh, but at the same time, it's one of those things where <clears throat> that that seems like a big gamble. Normally when things like that happen, they try and do what they did with Justice League and they'll cram it in early to try and pad the stat for a year they're already invested yeah. in. Unless Batman made them enough money already that they're like, hey, you know what? Maybe we don't, uh, maybe we can adjust and shuffle this. Um, but the, I think maybe they're also jumping on the back of Black Adam, knowing that Black Adam and Shazam play off of each other so well because they're essentially the same character, just 2,000 years apart. Here's an interesting thing that I want to get you guys' thoughts on. So Aquaman originally had uh, the December release date, and it was going to be going up against Avatar 2. They were going to be our two water films. Now Aquaman has moved off that, which seems like a smart idea, except now Shazam is releasing within a week of Avatar. So it's only going to have like a week to perform and then probably going to get buried by Avatar. Now, I know several of us, maybe maybe not everybody, I couldn't care less about Avatar 2. And I, know I never there's saw a lot the first one. Uh, uh, I'm in the, I, I know in our group I'm the minority because I love the first Avatar. But I also could care less about the second one. I thought that this is a franchise that didn't need revisiting. And apparently he's made 12 of them. So, <laughs> yeah. And there's there's a lot of people saying that they're, you know, they have no interest in stuff and that this movie's going to flop. Here's the thing. James Cameron has two of the top 3 highest grossing films of all time. Whether it makes sense or not, because I if I like was one of the first to see Avatar, I could not have predicted that it would be the highest grossing movie of all time. I saw it and I thought not it was anymore. Fun. He had the highest grossing movie of all Avatar time. Is and then number one again. He had the highest grossing movie of all time and then beat his highest gro- grossing movie of all time. So there was a good, until Endgame, a good 20-year stretch where he owned one and two. Yeah, it's now Avatar, Endgame, and Titanic in, in that order. Because I'm shocked he hasn't Endgame. re-released Titanic just to capitalize on a couple right. more bucks. Well, we need, to, we need to re-release Endgame so that we can, because that, that was such a cheap move and it frustrated me. Endgame was number one, so we could say a comic book movie was number one of all time. And they're like, Re-release Avatar. <laughs> when did they re-release Avatar? Did I miss it? I missed it. Was it. For, it was for like a couple attention. weeks. It was like a couple weeks, and it was a couple. It was a few months after Endgame, so it felt like they were just trying to reclaim the spot. It was so petty, and I hate it. So petty. So Guess what? I still didn't do. Go watch it because I don't care. First Avatar is actually, and I know that not everyone agrees with this, but I really enjoyed the first Avatar. And as far as a uh, 3D experience. That was the first movie to do the 3D in a deep, immersive type of way that it was uh, kind of groundbreaking technology for when it came out. And so that's why... And it, and it and had the 3D craze. Went back and, oh, it was absolutely. the movie to go see in 3D. Well, and that's dead now. Like 3D TVs are no longer being sold. 3D uh, screenings are not nearly as popular. People would rather mm-hmm. just go see IMAX or Dolby and uh, the 3D is yeah. kind of just falling off the face of the planet. I also I'm, don't like that I have to give up half of my day to watch Avatar. Like that's an that it's such. You're glad to give up back. half your day for Batman, right? I mean, and I did, but 
I you have to when I have to plan my day around a movie to sit down and watch because I can't do the start and stop. Like I have to sit and I have to watch from start to finish. Otherwise, I'll stop and then I won't go back to it. So if I have to plan my day around an entire movie, it better be the best freaking movie I'm watching of that time for like where it is. Like it's I did called Lord of the Rings, spending. and you can plan a whole entire day around the extended cuts. And I'm annoyed <laughs> by it. I'm annoyed with it. And I love that this is a shtick that's just gonna keep on going. I love it. Um you're but right. It's uh, like, Avatar is not rewatchable, and you do have to plan a lot of time because it's three hours. And I'm not going to go back Avatar and rewatch them, Maddie. I'm not going to go back and rewatch the extended cuts anytime soon because I don't want to. Because that is a whole day. That's, that's three days in a row that I have to spend I'm, time on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go cry for a minute because of what you just said, <laughs> and I hurt a little bit. But it's probably uh, going to be more than a minute. I'll be okay. <laughs> I'll be fine. They are beautiful. They're so like I loved. I enjoyed sitting and watching Magnolia up until the last like ten minutes of that film. You mean the extra hour that didn't need to be there? With, with the way that it ended, didn't need to have. I, it's just Paul Thomas Anderson being Paul Thomas Anderson. But up until that point, I was invested and I was into it. But with the way that it ended, I have no desire to spend three and a half hours watching it again to have a better understanding. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have. Don't feel like it. So that's how you it's feel fine. about the DC films shifting. Thank you so much for sharing. Uh, let's move on. <laughs> to the final thing, the way we wrap up every week is we talk about our recommendations, whether they be movies, comic books, books, uh, television shows, anything that we've consumed recently or throughout our lives that we think you guys should check out if you haven't yet. Usually I go with comic books, but today I got something different. I'll start the show off here. So let's shift it over to recommendations uh on the bottom shelf of our tv stand my wife and i have a collection of our comfort films it's like 20 of our favorite movies to watch and watch and watch and watch and so i was like and i was like i'm gonna grab something from that area and this is the one that caught my eye and it is one of my favorite films mystery (sighs) men with paul rubens william h macy ben stiller um janine garofalo uh hank azaria uh, Jeffrey Rush, yes, Keenan Thompson, uh, Jeffrey Rush, uh, Eddie Izzard. Oh, I got most of the cast in there. Uh, yeah, Carmine the Bowler's daughter. This movie was a superhero spoof comedy before superhero movies got popular again, so it mm-hmm. was kind of like 10 years ahead of its time. Was this 99? Let me double check real quick. Yeah, 99. So, oh, I it got came it. Out, yeah, it came out about nine years early, I think. If this would have came out around the time of like Iron Man and the Dark Knight and stuff. I think it would have been perfect. As it stands right now, I think Mystery Man is a bit of a cult classic. It's hysterical. It is a very funny movie. I recommend uh, everyone go watch that. And of course, uh, Greg Kinnear. Also. Oh, sorry, Kel Mitchell. I'm an idiot. Sorry, yeah, when you said Keenan Thompson, I just repeated you because I was like, that's the name I wasn't saying because I couldn't remember. I'm like, so good at sounding really convincing with wrong answers. We were, talk- we were talking about you this You just got to say it like you mean it. Being convincingly wrong, yeah. Uh, I was shocked with that movie to see Paul Rubens not doing Pee Wee Herman because literally my entire childhood he was Pee Wee Herman. Then that movie, I'm like, wait a minute. He does other things as an actor? All right, crisp digital high five to anyone that remembers the name Paul Rubens' character in Mystery Men. He had the forks, right? No, I'm thinking that's Hank Azaria. Hank Azaria. I don't know. I'm going to check the comments. The Waffler? I don't know. The Waffler was Dane Cook. (laughs) 
Uh, I do not see anybody in here. Any, anyways, it's the spleen. The spleen. The spleen. That's it. Yes. With his uh, flatulence. The spleen. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's my Thomas. The spleen. There you go. First try. All right. Uh, what are your guys' recommendations? Go ahead, Allison. Uh, I have been watching and loving, again, the, the latest season of The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. So funny. It's so quippy. As amazing as everyone is on it, I truly love watching the Tony Shalhoub and the Kevin Pollack of it all. They're probably two of my favorites that are that are on there. It's phenomenal. So I've been watching that and, and being caught up on that. I actually just started because of the Obi-Wan <laughs> trailer release. Um, I'm revisiting the prequels again. Um, so I just finished, we we watched last, uh, the other night, um, episode one. So now I'm on to episode two um, and kind of just, I, I would honestly say falling back in love with the prequels. I, they're not as bad as I, I, I think of the time when they came out, I was not, an, I was younger, obviously like what, 97 I was think the first one. All three of those movies are entertaining. They're just not Absolutely. fantastic. And that's sure. kind of like what it is. Like they all feel to me like Star Wars. They're just not the best Star Wars. And right. There's definitely filmmaking issues in them, but well, I think George I Lucas learned them. how to do CGI and just <laughs> ran with it because that was around the same time that he re-released all of the what? the original trilogy and he added in extra shit in CGI that like you didn't need. Like when he gave like stormtroopers riding dinosaurs. Ninety eight. Right to 2005 was this period of let's make everything CGI, even if it doesn't mm -hmm. need to be. Uh, it was also in Blade II, um, Guillermo yep. del Toro's film. There's a fight in the beginning that is so unnecessarily just CGI characters. Running around. I'm like, these are two humanoid characters. Just choreograph a fight scene. Like, why are they CGI? Why are they bouncing around? That's right, Matt. And yeah, 99 Daredevil. was the release. I think of, it was. Uh, I think it was a showing uh, with the CGI to show what you could do, and people were big to show this is the advancement in technology. Look how cool we are, even though it looked really rubbery and fake with all of it because it hasn't gotten to the point of rendered good. The and it doesn't hold doesn't like age well. Yeah, it doesn't. It definitely doesn't hold up well, especially with how far we've come. But I'm. But other than that, like it's still fun. Like I'm enjoying going back and watching the Ewan McGregor of it all. Um, and and getting kind of more of the understanding, more of more of the background with it. So I've been doing that. Um, and I just finished uh, Lost Stars um, by Claudia Gray. Uh, that's good a one. phenomenal book. It was really really good. So I, got, I think I the next one. The yeah, um, I think the next one I'm going to get into is Bloodline. So I'll let you guys know how I feel about that one. I haven't read Bloodline. Um, <clears throat> so I think that's the route I'm going to go. Bloodlines, and then I'm going to go. Uh, Leia, Princess of Alderaan. Huh? Can I give you one in that like yeah. bit of Star Wars canon? Star Wars Catalyst. Have you read that yet? I have not. Catalyst is the precursor to Rogue One. So it gives okay. you all the Galen Erso and Orson Krennic stuff cool, when Jin, love... Jin's like a little kid. Rogue love One's Rogue great. One. Catalyst makes it better. Okay. I read Catalyst right before seeing Rogue One. And so I immediately was like higher on Rogue One than anybody. Because cool. there's so many things that are you can see in the performances, mm -hmm. but aren't they don't have time to explain in the movies. Oh, also Saw Guerrera. There's more Saw in the book, too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then if anyone has recommendations on where to start with the High Republic books, shoot me a DM in my in Light of Twitter. the Jedi, I think it's the first Is that where it starts? Book. Okay. I've, I've read the first book, and that's as far as I've gotten so far. So, yep. That's, that's, that's uh, what I got. Um, 
I got a bunch of stuff. Uh, so <clears throat> playing off each other on Amazon Prime, there's a show, and I think I may have said this before, but Third Eye Spies, it's really fun to watch. It's about uh, remote viewers. Uh, it's a good little documentary about how the government used to use psychic, psychic spies. Uh, and then there's a, a pairing uh, of podcasts from Astonishing Legends where they interview one of the ladies, uh, one of the main ladies in that, Lori Williams, uh, uh, about remote viewing and how it's done. And it's a good two part podcast to go with Third Eye Spies uh, if you really are interested in some weird stuff, how the government for 20 years funded remote viewers and psychic spies to be able to check out what other governments were doing and the accuracy rate is insane for what they were able to figure out on top of that uh shout out to sean for his play along i think that watching people play video games is the dumbest thing alive but i have caught myself multiple times watching sean play uh horizons uh and i was like what am i doing but i'm captivated by the game <laughs> and so i may have to go buy the game and play it it looks that good and then uh if you really do love tony shaloub you have to go back and watch the uh, original series wings from back in the 90s uh where he played antonio scarpacci as the taxi driver it was fantastic even better than that you can see tony shaloub in 2014's teenage mutant ninja turtles as the voice of splinter nice yes uh, and then since you were talking about Star Wars books, uh, it absolutely broke my heart when Disney bought Star Wars and decanonized all the extra books that were out there. because there never were... canon. Lucas approved so many of those things that it might have... It... He approved you know, the paycheck no, 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 that no, no, showed no, no, up no, no, on no, Skywalker no, Ranch. No, 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 no. Hold on. He may have never said the word canon, but he approved those books. And there was a mountain of quality material that got de connected so that disney could do their own thing and there the number of amazing books that were out in the star wars universe is insane and there's a book called red harvest which is a really weird one about a sith training temple and how this like virus gets in and starts turning basically all the sith into zombies it's fantastic uh it's weird it's really strange but it's a great book i think um, we need a marvel what if series and that is or not a Marvel Star Wars. Uh, Star what Wars, if what series. if? Sorry, yeah, and that would be a way to tackle some of the Legends books. And lastly, uh, my daughter has made me rewatch or made our family rewatch um, so much Old Yeller that I can't, I can't even express how much she absolutely fell in love with that book. She she's perfectly fine with when he has to kill the dog and everything. But we even uh, have to. Uh, she understands. <laughs> we have chickens, and she's had to see a lot of animals die or found. You go out in the morning to open up the the birds, and sometimes there's a dead one. Uh, That's fun. Yeah, it's it's a hoot. Um, but uh, we found the book Old Yeller, and my wife has been reading this to my daughter, and it's uh, it's really good. And it's they did a really good job with taking the book Old Yeller and making it into the movie. So I'll throw that back out again. Always worth a, a look. And old classic movies, and my daughter and I this week will be sitting down to watch Sound of Music because I've been Ooh. playing the, the soundtrack because I love musicals, and my daughter uh, has loved singing along with me to all those things. So lots Scott, of side. Not to side tangent, but Scott, did you have a chance to go see West Side Story? I have not. Now that it's on Disney Plus, I am going to watch it now because uh, so West Side Story was out in the window of time when I was essentially dying at home from the plague. So, are you talking about the original? <clears throat> no, I've seen the original West Side Story and the You're West Side so Story. So rude, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I, I am not quite that old. However, I have seen the original. So my bar is kind of high. The original West Side Story, very good movie. Right around and, the time you're graduating college. I, yeah, roughly, I guess. Man, God, he just keeps coming after me. Right. Um, he, he likes for, I, I had a moment like this last night on uh, Speakeasy when I realized how much older I am than Jesse, and it broke my heart. It's okay, because then I can ask trivia questions from the 80s and 90s, knowing that Jesse knows nothing. Oh, yeah. No, we used to, um, <laughs> just a little bit of background, when I was uh, very early on in my uh, movie trivia schmodown fandom, I tried, I started trying to start my own, like, film trivia tournament thing on one of my old channels. And it was fun writing the questions. And then Scott and one of our other friends, Andy, wrote questions for one of my match. And I was like, this will be a blast. I knew nothing, nothing. I lost badly. <laughs> Andy and I basically picked movies from the late 80s and early I 90s. Love it. And it I just love it so much. Jesse was hanging his head in shame. It was pretty bad. Good. Yeah, don't talk Good. about Revenge of the Nerds, Scott. Um <laughs> Before we finish up with these recommendations, can someone give me an idea of when the High Republic is taking place in like I believe Star about, Wars? I could be wrong, but I believe it's like four to five hundred years ago. Because Yoda is around but younger. And oh, Maddie, so it's like way before New Hope yeah. and all of that. That's yeah, that's yeah, yeah, more yeah. so what I'm like looking into. Like when centuries before. High Republic is gotcha. centuries before. It's gotcha. Yeah. 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 Um, but the exact amount of centuries I'm going to look for, uh, Matt Thomas says 200 years before the Phantom Menace. So gotcha. I may have over gotcha, gotcha. a little bit. Still hundreds. I was right, but wrong. You were, you were right in there. <laughs> yeah. 200, 400, nothing happens between 200 and 400 Fine. years. Same thing. You're good. Oh, uh, righty. Well, with that guys, thank you very much. Oh, I need to check this poll. How many, do we get, how many polls, how many polls do we get? How many votes do we get on the poll? Because I'm curious what everyone's. I'm curious to know how many polls we have. That's really the the question, Jesse. Well, if you go to Not the enough. freaking real club, we got <laughs> polls posted all over the place. A we have a club? club. Yeah. Oh. We have a, it's uh, located in uh, Indiana. Yeah, is that is like uh, forty-four degrees below? Yeah. There's there's the, it's the club within the club. Time. Club within the club. club. That's right. There's some free trivia. All right. Well, that patron isn't loading. So I hope you guys voted on the poll and enjoyed it. Last time I checked, everyone was most anticipating the flash, which is the wrong answer. Maybe you can try again next week. Um, <laughs> who would okay. answer that? Actually, okay. knowing that Batman and Batman are both going to be in that movie, uh, still, it does still should build some hype for it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or no, Black, Black Adam. Adam. Black Adam. In Black Adam's the soonest, which is why I'm I'm really pumped about that one. But now we're just readdressing the same things over again, which I can do. I can talk about that same topic all day, Jesse. If you need, well, to. we'll enter we'll enter hour two starting now. <laughs> all right, guys. Yeah. Thank you everyone to uh, watching and taking the time out of your day to stop by and talk film and television with us. We loved having you. At least most of you. No, just kidding. Leave a comment below letting us know if you thumbed up the video or became a new subscriber. Subbing to the channel guarantees you weekly movie discussions, like this, late night water cooler talks, and much more. Be careful for those with those late night talks. They get spicy. I'm so uh, upset with that, myself still. <laughs> with that, we ask that you always remember to keep it real, and we will catch you guys on the next one. Bye.
This is the sound of dun, 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 dun. It's the Flick and Real Show. But <laughs> I'm...